And now, and now, the best of Pete Price. The best of Pete Price on Radio City 96.7. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be talking now to Cameron Andrew White, who's written a book called Faith Under Fire. Uh, good evening, Andrew. Good evening, Peter. I've got to say to you straight away, I find the cover incredibly disturbing because it's a picture of you with a bulletproof vest and your cross. Yeah. Wow, that that really is a very poignant picture, isn't it? That's the picture of my life. Tell me where you are a vicar. I am the vicar, the best church in the world, <laughs> which is called St. George's in Baghdad. What made you go to Baghdad? Well, originally... I was working at Coventry Cathedral in the Reconciliation Department. I was heading it up with the former Dean of Liverpool Cathedral. And so we actually opened the church together, and it was perfectly obvious in my time there, in the first two years after the war, that there was no way you could just leave these people. And so I left Coventry Cathedral and I took up base in Baghdad. And now it's not just a church. One of the young people said to me the other day, just last week, she said to me, we used to be St. George's Church, now we're St. George's City. Because we've got a huge clinic with dentists, doctors, laboratory, pharmacy, x-ray unit, hematology unit. And then we also have a store now as well for 250 children. And we have a big relief program. So we're quite involved in various things. And... Those we serve are not just the Christians. We serve everybody, whether they're Muslim or Christian. Andrew, I'll tell you what I find very interesting. On my phone-in over the years, people have always um, had a go at Muslims living in England and saying, but we can't practice Christianity in the Middle East. But in fact, there are churches in the Middle East, aren't there? Oh, Absolutely. And not only are there churches that in Iraq, which is one of the most difficult places in the world, the government is totally behind us. Were you there when the trouble broke out? I have been there since 1998. Backwards and forwards, and since 203, I've been there most of the time. How much of a mess has the war left? Well, um, quite a lot, actually. We are in a total and utter mess. We got number one this year. We are the number one country in corruption. So we may have ended certain 
forms of discrimination and evil of Saddam, and it was very great, it was very serious, but now we live with total and utter violence and total and utter corruption. Our church and compound is surrounded by bomb barricades, razor wire, 35 soldiers all the time. And so it's not a normal life at all. You can't. I cannot walk down any road. Ever. Andrew, living in that situation, have you not questioned your faith? Never. Because faith is the only thing which enables you to exist in that environment, to exist when things are so terrible. And even though things are awful and we can't pretend they are not, it's a wonderful place to be because the people are so incredible. And it has to be very all-embracing, cosmopolitan. You have to look after everything. I'm talking to Andrew White, who is the vicar of Baghdad, and he has a book out called Faith Under Fire. Now, I asked you about questioning your faith, but didn't you question your faith when you lost a young girl, one of your congregation? I didn't question my faith. I cried... And I said, why, oh God, we came so near to curing young Vivian, and then we've lost her. And it's very difficult, I must say. I've had 127 people killed since October, and that is always difficult. It's always painful. But you realize that when you have lost everything, Jesus is the only one you've got left. But when you are living in a, a country that is decimated like that, with so many problems, doesn't that surely somehow ask you to question God what's going on? I don't question God, I question man. The reason that place is in such a state is because of humanity. It's not God's fault that there's total corruption. It's not God's fault that they're blowing up and killing people. We've had a group recently established called the Birds of Paradise. And it's linked with Al-Qaeda. And they get children between the ages of 7 and 13 to blow themselves up. That is how evil man is. It's not how evil God is. But surely God put us on this earth and gave us... Um... He gave us free will. And we either do what's right or do what's wrong. We either follow him or follow the ways of evil. You suffer from MS. Do you never question 
your guard about that? No, never. I'm very fortunate that I have actually been able to get treatment in Iraq, which I couldn't get in England, which is stem cell treatment. And now we have treated, I say we, I was number one patient. We have treated over 3,700, and the stem cell treatment centers now moved into the church clinic. How does that help you? Well, it, um, I don't feel ill anymore. I used to feel ill all the time. I no longer feel ill. I've still got problems with my speech and my balance, but that's really the only issue, my speech and my balance. Andrew, what made you want to write this book? What, what drove you to do this? Well, I've written lots of books, but the reason I wrote that one was because I wanted to show that despite everything being awful, and it is often awful, we never give up hope. And we are also a very happy church. That book is not a miserable book. It's very sad in part, but it demonstrates how wonderful our people are. And how happy they are as well. I'm talking to Andrew White, who has a new book out called Faith Under Fire. He is, in fact, a vicar of Baghdad. How does, um, or should I say, how do the religions, Muslims and Christians, live in harmony in Baghdad? Or is there an underlying disturbance? Well, I think it's very important to make clear that the violence and tension towards the Christians has been carried out by a very small number of people, but they do huge damage. And so I also head up something called the High Council of Religious Leaders in Iraq, and that is all the top, most senior, Sunni, Shia, Yazidi, Turkmen, Mandean and Christian religious leaders. And we have actually achieved a lot when the killing of Christians was at its worst. We managed to get the group together and the Sunni and Shia leaders together produced a joint factor. It's very unusual to have a joint factor between Sunni and Shia. And they produced a joint fatwa against killing minorities. And the killing stopped the day that was released. Andrew, do you ever see in your lifetime um, happiness and uh, stability in Baghdad? If you'd asked me that five years ago, I would have said yes. You asked me that now... And I say, I honestly do not know. That's very sad, isn't it? Very serious and very bad. Tell me how bad. Well, we um, have bombs still every day, car bombs, P-51 
people are shot at, people are killed. Over a hundred in our area every week are always killed. And people are kidnapped and they're tortured. It's just unbelievably awful. How do the people of Baghdad feel about the British, truthfully? About the British? Well, the people of Baghdad never had a major British presence because we were down in Basra, right in the south. So the Americans were in Iraq, in Baghdad, and um, most people, you know, they haven't seen an American soldier on the street for two years. They still have the biggest embassy in the world with 39,000 staff. But you can't just say, how do the Iraqis feel about British or American people, because everybody's different. You can say, how do Al-Qaeda feel? How do the extremists and terrorists feel? They want us out. They see us as occupiers. But many other people see us as the people who brought freedom, and they see that freedom as being destroyed by the surrounding Islamic countries. It's very interesting that most of the violence has been done by non-Iraqis from surrounding countries. Most of the corruption has been done by Iraqis. So there's two very bad groups. One is the surrounding nations, and the other is the Iraqis. Is there still wealth there? Oh, no, there's such terrible poverty. There are, of course, some people who are wealthy, mainly those involved in the government, but the majority of people can't even afford to eat. We give all of our church members a bag of groceries every week after services because if we do not feed them, nobody else will. Are you a target for assassination ever? Oh, almost every day. Why? Why? Because I have a very high profile. The bad people can see that my work is about trying to reduce violence. And um, I am not Iraqi. I'm the only clergyman, the only priest, in the whole of Iraq, who is not Iraqi. So are you under protection? Yeah, I have 35 Iraqi soldiers guarding me all the time. Why do you live your life like that? Because I'm mad. It's <laughs> probably the only thing I can say. I can try and say, oh, it's because I'm very holy and I really care about the people. No, it's not. I love the people. They love me. It's the people that keeps me there. When I was doing an interview for the BBC one day with Michael Burke, 
he said to me something I'd never heard before. He said to me, are you a war junkie? (laughs) And I said, I've never heard that term. What do you mean? He said, you know, there are some people who like being in war, who don't worry about it. Are you one of those? And I said, yes, I probably am. Andrew, as a religious man, it must hurt you to see the life children have in Baghdad. It hurts me terribly. But we can provide for them in ways that we can provide for them. We can give them health care and education and food. And so we give them the best possible that we can give them. I lost my faith a long time ago, sadly, and I am sad about it, and it's a long story and another story, but if I was where you were, as a vicar of Baghdad, I would have definitely lost my faith. I really, I I want to understand why you keep your faith. No, can I say something? I don't think you would have lost your faith because you would have seen so many miracles. You would have seen a miraculous group of people, and you would have seen the joy of the church. You know, let's face it, a lot of church in this country is really boring. <laughs> if I wasn't a priest, I don't think I'd go. <laughs> I used to love my sermons when I was a choir boy. The dreariness of them. I used to suck at least three packets of polar mints through every (laughs) sermon. (laughs) That's good. Tell me something. Um, Are there many Christians in Baghdad? There were over a million Christians in Iraq. Now there are only 200,000 left. And many of the Christians have left Baghdad and they have gone to Syria, Lebanon, Turkey, Jordan. And some have fled to the north of Iraq, to Kurdistan, which is totally safe. But um, we only have a few hundred thousand Christians left in Baghdad, but I've got 4,000 in my church. I've never had 4,000 in my church in England. Um, Andrew, how dangerous, in your opinion, as a church leader and also as a a free-speaking man uh, with a free mind, that's for definite, is Iran as a problem? Well, the people in Iraq will say quite clearly that most of the problems in Iraq, which come from the Shia majority, are in fact Iranian. So there is a real concern and a real fear about Iran nowadays. Iran is intimately involved in all the politics here and in everything that happens, Iran is involved both the good things and the negative things. Is it a better place without Saddam Hussein? Um, 
Saddam Hussein, there was absolutely nothing positive I could ever say about him. But all that I can say is that this concept of democracy, bringing democracy to the Middle East, does not work. We don't need democracy. We need a benevolent dictator a kind dictator, somebody who will bring kindness and help the people. And that's what we haven't got. Did you meet him? No, I met his sons. Worse, they invited me to a dinner party once, and my um, security man, who was really a spy, told me about this and said, very important party tonight with Uday and Kwasi. I said, I'm not going if it's with them. He started to cry. I said, Jabba, why are you crying? He said, if you don't go, they will kill me and all my family. Wow. So I went to a very unpleasant dinner party. So you felt uncomfortable at the dinner party? Uncomfortable, that's probably, to put it very mildly, it was one of the worst meetings I've ever had in my life. I'm talking to Andrew White, who has a new book out called Faith Under Fire. He is, in fact, a vicar of Baghdad. Getting back to your MS, how do you deal with it? I would say never, ever, ever give up. And even before I had the treatment which I was which I'm having now, I did not stop, I did not give up. But it was such a terrible illness. I felt so ill most of the time. And now I'm very blessed that I don't. And that's something I'm really thankful to God about. The fact that this Despite everything, I can still keep going, and I now feel well. Andrew, is Sharia law uh, in place in Baghdad? No, it's not officially, but in the making of rules, Sharia is involved in those, those rules. Not least um, because there are certain aspects of Sharia which override normal law. And so they are there. What do you want people to take from this book, Andrew? I want them to take from the book that however awful things are, there's always hope. There's always a God. He loves us. And we in return love him and so it's not a book about despair we are so happy in our church even though everything is awful we do not give up we trust in god and that enables us to keep moving forward what's your message to people listening to this program who have got family in iraq my message to them 
is we hope that one day things will be different. We hope that one day peace will return. Yet at the moment, we know it is not there. We know it is terrible, but we do not give up. And we believe that hope will see us through. That's the thing. Hope will see us through. And you still believe that life is better without Saddam Hussein? Definitely. Without a doubt, I still think that. But I cannot say that life is all easy or nice now. Life is often hell. But we haven't got the fear of that evil leadership, which killed so many people. Do you know more people were killed each week by Saddam than are killed each week by bombs now? But we may have had that fear of Saddam before, but now we have the fear of violence and the fear of being killed. The other day I asked all of our young people in our young people's meeting. We meet every week together. There's about 50 young people. And I said to them, Are you afraid of anything? And they all said to me, We live in fear all the time. And I said, which of you have lost loved ones? Out of 50 people, thereabouts, 49, 50, only two had not had loved ones killed. There must be a lot of psychological problems with an awful lot of people in Baghdad and, in fact, in Iraq. Huge psychological problems and no psychologist or counsellors to help them. But there are huge problems. Andrew, do you ever weep for the people of Iraq? Yes. Yes, I must say I do. And some of one of the little boys who's like my adopted son came into my room and I was crying one day. My guards had just been killed. And he said to me, Daddy, he said, Don't cry, it's all right. I said, Why, David? He said, They've all gone to heaven and they speak Aramaic. <laughs> and Jesus spoke Aramaic because our Christians don't speak Arabic to each other. They speak Aramaic, an ancient, ancient Semitic language, which was the same language as Jesus. Andrew, are there many English people living in Baghdad? In the embassy there are. We have a wonderful ambassador. We have good embassy staff, but there's nobody else at all. So there's no workers over there now, British workers? Well, there are a few.
few workers, but they tend to be involved in the oil industry and uh, near the oil wells, which are not in Baghdad. Mm-hmm. But um, there are no Westerners living outside of the green zone, apart from one or two journalists and me. Tell me, are they rebuilding Baghdad? Is it looking good again, or is it not? Oh, it's t- looking terrible. It's surrounded by bomb barricades and razor wire. And you can't go more than a few yards down any road without being stopped at checkpoints. And Baghdad looks more like a war zone now than it did in Tour 3. You paint a terribly sad picture, Andrew. It's terribly sad, but it's Still a place of great joy. Incredible joy. Canon Andrew White, who has written a book called Faith Under Fire. He's the vicar of Baghdad. Can I say it's been a privilege to talk to you. Thank you so much for talking to me. It's been wonderful speaking with you, Peter. The best of Pete Price on Radio City 96.7.